Welcome to People of Purpose. People of Purpose. People of Purpose. People of Purpose. People of Purpose is a podcast of inspiring people whose stories help you see things differently, live with intentionality, elevate the way you participate in the world, and take the necessary leaps in your life to seek and find your passions. Come with us and develop the courage to wholeheartedly pursue your purpose and unleash your truest potential. Hi, welcome back to People of Purpose. I'm your host, Tanner Badgley, and this week, we will be wrapping up our conversation on creating emotionally connected films for social good with Rob Beacons. If you didn't get a chance to listen to last week's episode, I highly encourage checking that out. Some of the things we covered are how he found the People of Purpose podcast and what made him reach out. He also shares what got him involved in volunteering for charitable nonprofit works and when he started considering himself as a person of purpose. Rob also recounts how a part of fulfilling his sense of purpose led him to hone his craft as a storyteller. And last but not least, he discussed his mission and theme as a filmmaker. And in this episode, we will be covering his brand as a filmmaker for nonprofitable organizations and charities, his thoughts and suggestions on activating awareness, Pop's mission to elevate community participation, and finally, how living his purpose has influenced other people in one way or another. Let's dive in. Here's to becoming people of purpose. This one thing that I did notice about looking over your whole branding is that you use this language of we a lot. And then at the same time, I see I'm a one man show. I do all the roles. And when people have to pay for me to come, it's just me. So it's really interesting. Like, yeah, that that your website kind of reflects a, a we or like a holistic whole like whole group mindset when it's just like a one thing one person thing. Like, <laughs> why do you choose to use that language and how is that important in kind of constructing, you know, your brand? You know, it's a really funny point, and I've thought about it a lot. I've thought about should I change it? You know, because there is no we; it's me, right? And um. You know, on occasion when I have shot, you know, and we can talk about how I shoot. Um, someone will say to me, what's your crew? And I'll go, my crew is me. And on occasion, I've had a, a social worker, you know, because I shoot tough stuff. And, and uh, in the case of, you know, I was shooting a, a film for uh, hospice and it was a, a couple who had lost a child. And I had a social worker with me that day who had been their social worker. And that, that helped a ton. Um, uh-huh. but I think, you know, I look at the, we, I guess what I'm trying to say is what we is going to, how do I say that without sounding pretentious, that, that the, we is what a bunch of us believe in, you know, that, that we need to do this kind of work or this kind of storytelling. Yeah. And, uh, but I've debated it Tanner, to tell you the truth and whether I should change it to just first person, you know, cause where do I get off saying we, um, um, and, and also because I do sometimes have collaborators like, like a social worker, but you're right. The company is me. It is just me. And, um, I do it all. And, and the reason why I do it all, by the way, is, um, you know, I started out and, uh, after that documentary class that I talked about, I was starting to direct and I was starting to direct for nonprofits and I was shooting for triple negative breast cancer and right. Hackensack hospital one day. And I had a crew. I had two DPs, two cameramen. I had a sound person. I had hair and makeup. 
I had a producer and assistant producer. We had sandwiches on the set and, but it wasn't that much money. It was like low five figures. And, you know, I'd been in commercials where we were shooting commercial for a, for a million bucks or whatever. And at lunchtime, the client came up to me and said, the only reason why we're spending this much is because it's our fundraiser. And I knew right then and there that to tell these stories, to get this content out, not just for fundraisers and for the big event of the year, but to get a continuous stream of content out, filmic content out of what you're doing, that I would need to become a one-man band because the client couldn't afford to pay two cameramen for a sound person, for a director, me, for a producer, assistant producer, blah, blah, blah. Right. That I had to just become a one-man band so they could afford it. And I shoot at cost uh, for nonprofits. Um, and I work out of my house and uh, like everybody, and there's no, no money goes to overhead uh, and, or rent. All, all the money goes to is buying new film equipment, replacing film equipment. And then I put it into a bank account. And then at the end of the year, I donate a percentage to a charity. Um, and, you know, that's how we operate. But that's, I decided to become a one-man band to, so that charities could afford me. Mm-hmm. But the other reason I decided to become a one-man band is because I knew I was shooting intimate stuff and tough stuff. And no one likes to be filmed. I understand. I don't like to be filmed. And the last thing I want, if we're talking about tough stuff, if we're talking about your life as a homeless person mm-hmm. or your life as a poacher or your life um, you know, dealing with a, a 13-year-old who's dying, the last thing I want is a big camera crew, lights, and everything. So my rig is very, very light. You know, I shoot um, on a DSLR, um, on a monopod. I might have a fill light, but it's me. Unless it's that case of, um, you know, where I need a social worker, which is rare, but it's me. And so that way, and I generally meet the person I'm interviewing before I interview them. So I'll meet them separately. Um just to see what story, how their story resonates, what questions provoke the best answers and, and how best to tell their story. And then we get on, so we know each other and then we get on set and it's just one-on-one, so it's intimate. And that was really the other reason why I wanted to do it one-on-one is because I wanted to allow people to tell their story without feeling intimidated or pressured right. or looking at a cameraman out of the corner of their eye or something. Right, definitely. That was a great answer, by the way. Like, really? I asked, I asked about the we question because I, I had a mentor when I was starting this podcast that suggested the same thing: use that we language, use us, and you will, you will call forth those that share in the same mission as you. Wow! And it just started happening, and now I have a team. I think I, in total, we have six people helping on helping on the project. Wow! Um, you know, I found someone that does audio work way better than me. I found someone that can hire the next talent for us. Yeah. I found like a high school girl that would volunteer to do Instagram work. She basically made our whole training manuals on how we do social media. <laughs> and then I found uh, a girl in Nepal who's a missionary from the Philippines doing social media work. Awesome. And then we built a website. So I don't know how to do that. And, and I was, you know, working full-time job in San Francisco teaching and getting a master's degree. So we hired that done and now we have a team of people that are doing people of purpose it's not just a tanner thing which is awesome very cool very cool yeah um as you like as you like look through people of purpose and you kind of see what we draw awareness to when we advocate to 
how do you think we can better activate awareness to our mission and a community to participate? And how do we get more support? Like, just do you have any rough ideas of, of how we can do the better job of that? Wow, I wasn't really prepared for that question. Um, it's funny, right? There's a sea of podcasts now. And I don't know, and Tanner, you should tell me, are podcasts growing every day? It feels oh, like it. It yeah. feels like, and, and I think, like I said, at least- Like 20% a year, I think. like the 20% a year. People are now coming into podcasts as a medium of you know, media consumption that, that they like. Right. So then I go, okay, 20% a year. That's a lot. How do you separate yourself out? If you're not a celebrity, right? Because you know, I've always been taught through advertising and marketing how to separate yourself out. And I think, you know, how you separate, and by the way, you already have, because you have a clear, defined mission. There are probably a thousand podcasts, tons of them out there, where it's talking about, and I listen to them. I love them. I love, you know, whether it's fresh air or here's the thing where they're interviewing either celebrity actors or politicians, but your podcast, you know, has a differentiation. I typed in, I was looking to be on a podcast of people with purpose and you came right up. So you do, so you are differentiated. And I would say you kind of have your mission statement. So now the question is, how do you activate it? Mm -hmm. Right. That that's the source of, of everything, you know, and I always tell clients this, you have to have a mission statement to know what separates yourself and differentiates yourself and, and why people should care about you, right? Right. But then a mission statement is nothing if you don't activate it, right? if you don't live up to it. And so how do you activate it? Well, I think one of the things I think that's important to do personally, and I'm just, you know, Tanner, you kind of threw me for a loop, but um, I, th I think connecting your podcast on a street level and a human level might be important as well. Yeah. Instead of just being, you know, first of all, get on the big channels, which you are, Stitcher and what have you, right? Where people can find you. Then I think try to maybe have a couple activations a year of where people of purpose is doing blank and announce it on Instagram that you are trying to support um, anti-racist behavior. If you know of someone who's, who does a great job of that, please send them our way on Instagram and take on a mission like that for part of the year, maybe. I'm just blabbering here. Um, so make, make a, a, a reach out to your audience to actually join and become advocates for your cause yeah. to find anti-racist behavior. And then they all feel like they're on the mission. Um, and they're engaging with you on social media. Um, other thing is just physically, how do you make people a purpose? You know, who's Tanner? What's he look like? Mm -hmm. You know, what if I, what if you did a podcast on a street corner in San Francisco where there's a homeless population? Or if, you know, if you're going to do stories on the homeless population um, in America, maybe you go and broadcast there for the day in the homeless area, mm -hmm. you know? Um, so I think just those kind of demonstrations of activations, you know, enlisting audience help, and then also physically being there um, and demonstrating who you guys are. And, and that's just off the top of the, my head, but um, yeah, 
No, that's super helpful. Thank you for that. I mean, there's typical communication stuff you could do. You could do a radio campaign for your podcast um, that, that you run on on uh, on certain uh, – like, I don't know, does Stitcher take advertising? Yeah. Uh, do, do some of these – you know, how could you separate yourself from all those other podcasts? I'd have to think about that. No, yeah, definitely. That was a big question. I just wanted to see, like, off the top of your head, what, what you know, what you come up with. I'd be happy to yeah. talk to you about that, you know, off camera and figure out some solutions. But yeah, yeah, that's. And by the way, I I find Instagram a powerful place. There's something funny about I'm I'm rarely on Facebook anymore, and I hate to say that because I was on the Facebook Creative Council. But there's something about Instagram where you really are finding people closer to your interest, right? Yeah. So whether it's food ice cream, um, conservation. Uh, like I follow all the Nat Geo guys, right? I, I love the work that Nat Geo does and I love how they've transformed themselves via Instagram. So I'm, I'm watching a lot of people on, on uh, and, and those are the guys getting hired by the African conservancies too. They're, they're hiring people like Nat Geo photographers and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And so I follow Instagram and Instagram's a great way to fa- find fellow advocates, I think much more so than Facebook, because automatically you're following people from a visual sense right? or akin to what you're, you know, maybe your hobby is birding. Well, you're just going to follow all those birders and stuff. And so you're just an instantly connected more to your community because it's a shared interest. Right. And I think it's a great platform for charities and causes because it, it feels so much more authentic. Uh, personally, that's, what, that's my attitude. Yeah, of course. I, and I also like love what you said about how you need to gather physically. I, I noticed that this is something you do as well is like you work extremely locally and you work, you know, in these far off places where you're going to like a Nepalese village and, you know, <laughs> yeah. broadcasting their story. Yeah. I, I want to be like that as well. I, yeah. I said yeah. before we started recording that I would love to be like, your best friend on, on like, you know, your, your film shoots, because <laughs> it would just be so cool to be so like boots on the ground, like you're doing. Yeah. But at the same time, you're highlighting your local community really well. And I think that local and global connection with your storytelling is, you know, super important. Yeah. Well, you do a great job at it. It looks like. Thank you. You know, it's funny. It's, um, I live in Connecticut and Southwestern Connecticut is a very wealthy, well-to-do area, whether it's Fairfield County or what have you. But you look at our three biggest cities in Connecticut and they all struggle. Hartford, New Haven, Bridgeport. And I'm like five miles, 10 miles from Bridgeport. Mm-hmm. And I've just kind of, you know, with the the men's group that I'm in, we've kind of made it our mission to take on and just try to contribute to Bridgeport. And, and my mission is to tell the stories of Bridgeport because um, I just think they need so much help. Um, and you know, I, I have to tell you, it's, it's, I think people in Bridgeport, Connecticut, I think probably 70% are trying to make the next rent payment. I think it's, it's a a city on the edge and, you know, talk about a city, you know, we, I mentioned it briefly, but the food insecurity crisis in this country, because of everything that's happened, is just going to skyrocket. And I already has in the food bank that I go to once a week, they've, they've almost had 50% increase in families coming to the food bank. Wow. So um, it's right there and I want to help it and do the best I can. So, and there's some amazing people in there. You know, I'm always humbled 
by what I do. When I see, you know, here I am, you know, I got out of advertising, I had a good career, you know, I have a home and stuff. And here you go find these people who at a young age commit themselves to helping homeless vets or helping disadvantaged youth or, and I just, I'm humbled by the people that I find in those places, you know, and um, it's powerful to do that. Yeah, of course. Well, as we kind of wrap up, I wanted to ask you a little bit about that. It was like you, you know, you've helped the Ebola workers become like time person of the year. Right. You've helped like children get adopted by the tens of thousands. Um, how has living out your purpose totally uplifted someone else's purpose? Do you have like a, a, a story or an insight around how living out purpose uplifts someone else to, you know, to fulfill their purpose, to live from their purpose? Holy moly. Um, <laughs> um, can you give me an example, Tanner? Um, you know, like, like, like a classic example would be a school teacher shows someone that they have potential to do art, but they were told to be an engineer and then they go and they, with, with art, they go and change the world. Like, do you have something like, like you're so in these communities of people that have gone from suffering and from kind of being in a, in like a lower position in, in their society to now like getting entrepreneur training or getting, you know, the ability to have a platform to share their message on how has living out your purpose uplifted someone else's purpose? Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a great question. Um, you know, oftentimes I don't know the effect right. of my films, you know, but earlier you said it's important that when you're featuring a story yeah. that you have people impacted by, that person tell the story for them. So I'm wondering if, right. if you're aware of the impact you're having. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll give you an example. You know, when I went to Africa, to Tanzania, to shoot for Grometti Fund, mm -hmm. uh, you know, Grometti Fund does a ton of, is, is a preserve of 350,000 acres just west of the Serengeti National Park. Just like, it's just like the Serengeti National Park. It has every wildlife you can imagine. And it's a buffer zone between the villages and the Serengeti. Right. And, um, and so they do, they started out with wildlife conservation, how they help the rhino population increase. How do they, um, cause there's a lot of poaching in the Serengeti. And then they realized that actually, um, the human population needs to be addressed as well, not just the wildlife, the human population. And they're not poaching because they want to, they're poaching because they have to, they don't have an education. They don't have. And so, right. you know, I was curious when I was doing those stories, when I went over there to film, would these posts, would these films get the same kind of engagement in social media that the wildlife conservation work that they do does? Because mm -hmm. they do a lot of films about the rhinos that they've introduced into the Serengeti and Grometti Park um, and what they've done in terms of the lion population and what have. And I said to my client, I'm, go, I'm gonna be really curious as to whether the Western world cares about the people of Africa. And, you know, are we going to have the same kind of level of posts? Well, it was funny. Um, one of the reasons why I got hired was because I reached out to the client. They did a photographic post of Grace, this woman who had been a poacher, who is now a seamstress. And I said, this is a great post, but I think it'd be a great film. So I went over there and I shot Grace and I filmed her and they put it online. And I wondered, you know, what would the social media impact be? Well, it was just as high as their highest uh, post on uh, 
wildlife. They got like 1,200 likes, 20 shares. Huh. Um, and, you know, I said to the client, this has been really affirming for me to see that, to see that people are engaged. And, um, and in fact, the film post got 600 times the engagement, which I always preach to my clients, that film has far more engagement than a photographic post, which is why you need these films to tell these stories. Um, but it, the film had 600 times engagement that the post had. Wow. So, so I, I'm hoping that I, I brought some people who donated to that cause. I know the, the translator, because everything was shot in Swahili. I know that the translator decided after that shoot that he wanted to become a filmmaker. And, and I was really happy about that, that he had been a villager who got a job as a translator. Wow. And now he wants to be a filmmaker. And I've had, mm -hmm. you know, some contact with him about that. That's beautiful. I love that. That's a great yeah. story. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, while we have you here and, you know, you, re you did the work of reaching out and getting on the show. What, what is it that you would like to, to offer up, you know, people that are listening right now yeah. um, to engage with your work or participate in your work? Yeah. 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 Thank you. Thank you, Tim. So once again, for everybody listening, um, I'm very affordable. Uh, I shoot at cost, um, which is half my day rate. Um, I do the editing. I do it all. And I'm very cheap at it. You're not going to find another filmmaker. You'll find better filmmakers. Nat Geo filmmakers, BBC filmmakers, but you won't find any filmmakers who can tell a story and do what I do um, at the price that I can. So I, I always say, take advantage of me. If you know of a charity that needs to tell their story, please let them know about me. You can find me at, uh, my name is Rob Feekins, but you can find me at forallhumankind.com. That's the, the website, forallhumankind.com. And you can learn about my background. You can see client recommendations. Of course, you can see work and projects that we've done. Um, but you can see what clients have said about us. Um, I'm also on Instagram at rfeekins. Uh, that's at R-F-E-A-K-I-N-S. Uh, you can see a lot of my work on Instagram. Mm -hmm. and, um, and I'm on Twitter at rfeekins as well, but that's less important. But, you know, come on to the site. Um, and even, you know, just tell me what you think of my work. I would love to get feedback, you know, so get on to for all, for all and, and, uh, contact me, let me know what you think of the work. And, uh, and if you know anyone, please pass on what we're doing. Awesome. Thank you. I'll do my work and that I'll, I'm going to get you connected to Matt Ellingson and see if you can get inside of any of these refugee camps that he's kind of directing. Cool. I think that'd be a really cool collaboration and cool. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully we can do some work together in the future. You know, if we're doing some sort of mission campaign yeah. for purpose, yeah. that would be awesome. Awesome. And Tanner, what you're doing is amazing. So uh, congratulations on what you're doing. Thank you very much, Rob. There's people like you that make it amazing. It's, it's not me. I just ask some questions and elevate someone else's story and yeah people like yourself have beautiful wonderful stories and you know your company kind of says it for all humankind like i really feel like the work you're doing is across nations across borders across cultures and that is to me such a core principle of what being a person of purpose is thank you thank you tanner so what actionable step are you going to take next do you have a lingering question or something you want help working through? Do you need support in doing what it's going to take to live your purpose? People of Purpose is here for you. 
Subscribe to the podcast and soak in the stories and words of our wonderful guests. If you have any friends that might enjoy this episode or the podcast, bring them on board as a podcast subscriber. If you want to actually see the guests behind the voices, as well as the purposeful people and communities I'm a part of around the world, follow the podcasting journey on Instagram at People of Purpose Podcast. You can connect with our purpose-seeking community on Facebook at People of Purpose by liking and following our page. Know the minute each new episode is published, hear first about upcoming People of Purpose opportunities, and receive regular tidbits of inspiration and media I'm purposely perusing, pursuing, and pondering. It's simply a regular dose of goodness, intentionally filtered by me, to nourish your personal path of purpose. For the ultimate engagement, join our intentional group Purpose Seekers from the Facebook page. Join in longer form discussions, link up with accountability partners, and share in opportunities and challenges to better know and grow in your purpose. Send me a direct message on either Facebook or Instagram if you want to talk privately and receive personalized guidance on how to raise your sails and write your ship. Come forth with your biggest dreams and aspirations, and I will do my best to connect you with the necessary resources and mentors from my network to start your trek along your personal path of purpose. Cheers, and here's to becoming 